everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's Football Friday. Coach Mack along with us as well. Uh, sounds of the Week brought to you by our friends at Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. They have proven in lab tests to remove more dirt and soils than any other method. Their powered water cleaning means no soap, no shampoos, and no toxic chemicals. Schedule your Zero Res Carpet Cleaning today, 801-288-9376. We're live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, their Salt Lake location. And uh, this seems weird to say, but, uh, guys, I'm excited. We have two local teams playing yeah. football. Yeah, Utah, Utah State's playing on, what, Saturday? Or Saturday, yeah. Uh, yeah, and a game you'll hear right here on the uh, Zone Sports Network. Let me make sure we, uh, we get the get start time right. Uh, pre-game will begin at uh, 4 o'clock, so, so off at 4.30. So the thing, Utah State's offensive line should be very good. I think their tight end positions sh- should be solid, depending on how good this young player is. They've got one wideout in particular that, that is, that is uh, uh, a, a, big, a, a bigger receiver that's it's supposed to be very good. Uh, the question mark would be, they they moved from, they were a a, a four man front football team a year ago, so now they're back to the the, the three man front, and the same defense that that Gary ran at Wisconsin, same defense they ran up at Oregon State, the same defense they they played at at uh, Utah State when. When Gary first went up there, when when he had uh, the coordinator from from Hawaii, who's now at Baylor, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, what was his name? Because um, he wasn't there that long, right? No. Well, they all went together to to Wisconsin. Oh okay. Yeah, and then from there he got hired at LSU, from Wisconsin. Well, and he was the highest paid. Yeah, he was. He was a. I think he was a two million dollar guy. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he was—he's a real quiet guy. Goes about his business, but pretty, pretty sharp, you know, at what he's doing. And um, you know, I remember Barry Alvarez when they, when they were r- running the defense right at at Wisconsin. So Alvarez told me, he says, "This defense will never work in the in the uh, in the Big Ten. You know, right, and yeah, because everybody at that time in the Big Ten ran the same defense, they were all over and under, what's called over and under defense, with a shade, you know, shade nose, or, 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 a, a, a three technique on the guard and a six on the, on the tight end, and you know that that, and so they all everybody in the conference ran the same defense, and that's why Barry said, oh, this will never work, you know, and they actually. They did a really nice job, except for when they played Ohio State. But oh, they, in the in the conference title game. Yeah, yeah, that didn't they, go well. They, yeah, but they did a nice job with that, and uh, and it worked. You know, I mean, they were statistically very good, and uh, that kind of catapulted catapulted this guy's career too. You know, in other words, was it or Todd Orlando? Was that who? No, was no, it? no, not Orlando. Uh, Oh man, I know the guy too. So, uh, 
I'm trying to think. It well, it's he's not a Baylor. Anyway, I was I was trying to to Google the name because it's bugging me too. It's yeah. on the tip of my tongue because he yeah he's yeah. he's he's had a good career for himself after that. Yeah, you're done right, and he's he's uh, so. Uh, I remember when he came from Hawaii to Utah State. Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda. That's it. And okay. so I said, well, I said, well, they just hired Dave Aranda at Utah State. What do you think? He said, well, he's got he's got too much, too many things in his playbook defensively, and he and this person says, so it'll it'll never work because players have to think too much. But the guy the guy did a good job of teaching it, and it, and it worked. And he's had success everywhere he's been. Yeah. Gordon, what are what are your expectations for the Aggies uh, this year with Jason Shelley uh, at quarterback? But, uh, you know, last year it seemed like it was uh, outside of Jordan Love, a little bit younger, uh, maybe less talented than a couple of teams that we've seen up there. What are you, what are you uh, expecting from Utah State? I think uh, Jason Shelley's a fine quarterback. Uh, I think he'll be successful up there. I really do as long as they can keep him healthy. And, um, uh, you know, remember when he was uh, with the Utes? I mean, he was he, – he had some nice uh, balls he was throwing. You know, I mean, I, I, I was impressed by him. Mac, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think he'll, he'll be successful up there. It's just that I don't know whether Utah State has enough talent to compete with, uh, with uh, perennial power uh, Boise State. They we're going to find out right away <laughs> about that. But uh, I, I, uh, I expect them to be kind of toward the upper parts of uh, the division in the Mountain West. But do I expect them to win it? I don't think so. Well, you know, I think the, that a year ago, you know, I'm not so sure that the, that the coordinator fit the system. Sanford? Sanford, you know, because it was a little bit out of his realm, maybe, of, of what he was used to. And he was a good coordinator. I mean, I thought he was a really good coach. And uh, and uh, so, so uh, uh, and they, they maybe didn't have the same receiver types that, right. they, that they had before, and I think that could be part of it. And and, well, they were replacing their whole offensive line, weren't they, Mac? Well, but I think that 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 uh, I think the offensive line that this this that offensive line two years ago was comparable to maybe the offensive line that they had when they had all the success. I don't think there was a huge drop off there in ability, you know, from what I understand from people that are that were kind of around there you know the the left tackle although he got hurt he was he was a pretty solid guy the right tackle solid guy but he got hurt too to come to think about it he was he had an, he was probably their best guy he had an acl so so that you know you think back of it when you think about two guys that were really productive both hurt and um uh, so it's it's uh, it's kind of interesting, and then and then the one guard had a little problem because he was a little bit of a head leaner, so he he could give something up because he was a little off balance. Center was a good player, left guard was a good player, 
So maybe that was maybe that could have been part of it, you know. But um, but that whole group is back. Plus they've added a piece, you know, at center. That's really that that should help them. They got three good running backs, you know, with Warren and and yeah and the the kid. Uh, the kid who transferred from Utah, plus a freshman, Devonte Henry Cole, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Devonte Henry Cole, and um, I, I, and they're kind of, and their offense is going to be a little more conventional, you know, than than um, than what they ran in the past. I want to ask you, uh, Coach, about Boise real quick, because Gordon, uh, you used uh, the word, word perennially good, and they, they really are. And, it, it you know, a lot of times you can point to a program and say, oh, well, the coach has been there forever. He knows what he's doing. They've gone through how many different coaches now, Gordon, really, since they, they became good? It all started with, wasn't it Dirk Cutter, right? Dirk Cutter back and, and – and Dan Hawkins. Uh, you know, guy, and then the coach that passed away, you know, quite a few years right. ago that, that was – was actually a, a Utah, ex-Utah guy. Really? Yeah. So yeah. what have, what have they figured out? How can they be perennial? What what advantage have they discovered? In well, their Boise? their system works, and I think they've stayed within the system in recruiting and and stayed in with within the system of what they're doing. You know how they train, how they how they, uh, and and they'll take a chance on a player's. Per, that what his future is going to be, and they've done a really good job of of um, of of creating situations that will make players better. And here's the funny, the interesting thing, because one of my guys worked for for uh, for them up there, and he said every day we talked about every player. Really, and what it needed, he said in every meeting, the leadoff meeting was about this player, this player, this player, and how we can get that guy better. Hmm. In other words, it was you go to the D line coach. Okay, you got this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay, how are you going to get this guy better? Okay, I want to know how are you going to get this guy better. I want to know how are you going to get this guy better. So they continually evaluate their talent continually. I mean daily. They that's all part of the meeting wow. you know in other words okay let's talk about um your whip linebacker so and so um what are we doing to improve his drop because it doesn't look like he's dropping well into the zone what are we doing to improve that what are you doing so he really holds the coaches accountable hmm. and they have discussions and it, that's the one thing that, that that the coach mentioned to me i said what's different about Boise from other places you've been. He says the accountability that they hold the coaches to in teaching their players. And he said that was the biggest, one one of the biggest differences. Wow. I mean, that's incredibly meticulous. I mean, that's... Absolutely. Yeah, so... Very hands-on, very, very micromanagey. I don't very, know. Yeah, but... Gordon would hate working for a coach like that. Well, yeah, because, <laughs> because yeah, you mean, in other words... So, so as an assistant coach, it really forces you to be. You better have an answer. Yeah, you better be on it. You yeah, better you be better, doing your yeah, job because because you know that you know that that those questions are going to come up in the meeting, and so 
and and the and the coach understands what he sees on film, you know. And so I just got a text from Danny Larson. Said, "Hey, you called me. What did I call?" I said, "He said you called me a clown." On, on <laughs> I, you know who said that? So Danny, I got to apologize for that because. Now, but my wife's a clown. You're not a clown. That was uh, the the BYU hat incident that, yeah, uh, that Gordon uh, yeah. threw at Coach Mack right off the bat today. Yeah. How do you like that, Gordon? Uh, I, you got somebody else uh, called a clown. I, I'm sorry that I, uh, I I didn't know that it was completely private information. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you know, that's uh, yeah. Mac uh, was uh, seen with a BYU hat on, but it was it was just for the warmth factor, you know. Yeah, it was, it, and and Danny was kind enough to let me wear his hat, but he, but he also, you know, he, 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 he made sure everybody knew what I had. What are you doing with a hat on? Uh, <laughs> I says my head's warm. You're constantly under the microscope, Coach. Everywhere you go, people notice you. you get, it's a controversy if you're throwing on a cougar hat. You know, this guy, yeah, like I, I went to get tested for the, uh, for the virus yesterday, right? And so I go there, and here comes the doctor, right? He says, "What are you doing with that Oregon State shirt on?" I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know this guy. <laughs> I said, "Well, I said, well, when I was at Oregon State, they gave me a lot of gear, so it's the best sweatshirt I got, so I just put it on." Yeah. He said, "You're right, aren't you? Aren't you red?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, but you know." <laughs> Just, hey, give me a free sweatshirt and it's comfy. I'm gonna wear it. Yeah, hey, yeah. Man, so, I, I, I think I think it comes down to whatever makes you comfortable is <laughs> where your well, obligation is, right? Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, he was the doctor was like he's just the guy, you know, swabbing. Right. right? <laughs> he, he's all over me. <laughs> That's funny. What are you doing? What are you doing wearing that sweatshirt, Coach? Well. I said, well it's comfortable. I like it. You yeah, know, that's, you know, that's all you need to know. Matt, going back to Jake's original question to you about Boise State, I find those kinds of stories really interesting because, uh, look, I've been to Boise State, and I've had some good memories there for one reason or another, but I, you know, I mean, it's it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a garden place i mean it's uh, it's boise state you know and yet they built that program up to the point i I, those kinds of stories are just i I always wonder what the difference is and you you pointed out that the coaches have done a good job and they have and they have to before they can do what you said that they've done there they have to target those recruits to get them in to to know who can who can grow into a really fine player but i imagine if they're not out there stealing five-star recruits from uh, places like Washington and, and Oregon. Uh, so they, they must be doing a really good job of finding the diamonds in the rough and then polishing them up pretty good. And usually usually if, if you're recruiting a kid that Boise's recruiting, uh, you know that kid's probably a pretty good player because they've, they've done their homework, you know, on, on, on what potential does the kid right. have. And, like – Kyle does a great job at the university with transforming a kid from, let's say, he's a uh, a defensive lineman. You change him to an offensive lineman. He's a he's a he's a corner. You change him to a wide receiver, or or a wide receiver. You change to corner. So they do a good job of of evaluating and developing talent to put guys in the best position to succeed. 
Let, and, let's face this. They're always going from offense to defense, though. Uh-huh. With Kyle. Well, I don't know. Not necessarily. But back in the day, you know, <laughs> that would be somewhat true, you know, because I, I, I remember we recruited Luther Ellis as a, as a tight end, right, originally. So after about one day of practice, you see, well, <laughs> this guy's a defensive lineman, and I don't, I didn't disagree because the guy, the guy was a natural, you know. Jeff Kirkman, I think we recruited him as, it might have been as a wideout tight end or something, and, and after a day, you see, hey, this guy's a safety, you know. I mean, you just, you just see where, where guys, where guys fit, you know, and uh, uh, I think. The uh, Sione Puhoff, I think, was maybe we recruited him as an offensive guard. And he ended up being a defensive tackle. Steve Fafita was a fullback, right? Yeah, yeah. But hey, Steve Fafita was a player. Yeah, I he mean, was a good player. I mean, Steve Fafita is about five ten, six foot at the most. Just a bowling ball. But he, but he's a player. He's a player. He was. He's a player day one. You know what I mean? He he walked in there. He, you watch him in drills and stuff, he's a player. Well, I mean, there's so many examples of Coach Witt doing it, Gordon. Uh, I mean, what, uh, Paul Kruger was a quarterback? Yeah. Before yeah. he got you to Sean Smith. I, the, the story of Sean Smith switching sides is, is really funny. Uh, Gunther told me this once because he was, he was on that team or whatever, and uh, Sean Smith was, I think he was talking trash with, I don't know who the, the defensive back is, but, you know, he's saying, well, I could guard you better than or I could guard me better than you're guarding me, that type of thing. And, uh, you know, the coach gets on the bullhorn and says, uh, you know, well, let, let's go ahead and see that. And uh, he one play, you know, guarded the guy super well. And next practice, what do you know? Sean Smith, hey, why don't you go Why don't you go over there with the with the corners? Yeah. And go see how that goes. And then he has a how many year NFL career? I mean, the guy was a draft pick, hung around the league for, you know, eight, nine years. Yeah. Well, pretty amazing. Well, that's, how, how do you guys, how do guys usually react to that kind of request from a coach or demand? You know, hey, switch well, over from yeah. some some guys are 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 reluctant. You know, Morgan Scully is a good example of that we recruited him as a running back out of Highland, right? Out of Highland, mm-hmm. and good rugby player, the whole thing, right? But he was at best going to be our third best running back at best, okay? And hard and. We said, well, maybe, maybe he'll fit better in the defense. But the defense didn't really, at that time, they said, no, no, we, we don't think he can play over here, right? And so so then Bill Bush was the safety coach at that time. Bill Bush said, I'll take a look at him. Okay. So he t- so we sent him over. And he didn't, believe me, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan's dad had played running back at Utah. And Morgan wanted to be a running back. He wanted to be, you know, wanted to follow his dad's footsteps. And so then after, so he had to kind of convince Morgan, hey, Morgan, just go over there, take a shot. If you don't like it, come back. You can be a running back. And, and, uh, but the chances of you getting on the field are running back's not great because we had the one and two were, you know, one guy was in the NFL and the other guy was, went to the NFL, both of them did. So you're not going to get an op- a great opportunity as a running back. And after that practice, uh, Bill Bush came back and said, this kid can definitely play for us on defense and definitely has a chance to start at safety. 
And so even though Morgan didn't kind of, it wasn't what he wanted to do, he did it because he wanted to play. And then he ended up being a really good safety. Very smart guy, understood what he saw, you know. And, um, well, all conference multiple years, I think. Yeah, right? and then, and then a yeah, very fine defensive coordinator. Now, let's say we'd have left him at running back, okay. What, what would be, you know, maybe it changed his whole future. He'd be selling shoes right now or something. Well, it may, maybe it would have been a whole different, you know, a whole different ballgame for him, you know. But, but to just, it was, a, it was a good move for him. It was a good move for our football team. And it was it was the uh, the proper thing to do. Uh, same thing. Same thing with Chase Hansen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Steve Tate was a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of examples. I tell you, Chase Hansen when healthy was really a good player. Is he still holding on, Gordon, with the Saints? I think he is. Yeah. Um, if, not, if I'm not mistaken, I thought. Uh, well, I think didn't they let him go and then they brought him back or something like something that? Something along those but lines. He, but he's one of those guys, you know. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a standout. If you go watch practice, you know, his his story is funny because Norm Chow was it was his coordinating year at Utah and he he brought him in to to throw before his mission. They brought him in right. for spring ball and all that before his mission because Norm had a, the, an empty cupboard right as far as quarterbacks go. Uh, and then Chase, when he came back from his mission, pretended to be a quarterback. Gordon, how long was it? Maybe a, a year or something like yeah. that. And you, you knew Coach Witt was like, "Yeah, we're we're letting him, we're yeah. letting him think he's a quarterback for a minute, but we know uh, we know where he's going to end because up." Because they probably, my guess is they promised him he'd get a shot at quarterback right. when they recruited him. We'll give you a fair shot at quarterback, and if you don't, if you're not going to be our one or two, then we'll we'll move you where you could. But but. I'm sure that that was in the recruiting process. We'll give you our first shot at quarterback. If you can't, if we don't think you're going to be the starter or the or the at least the number two, we're probably going to move you to move you to a position where you can su- succeed. Gordon, you're talking. I'm sorry. Uh, I imagine you're right, Mac, in that most of these players, they initially don't want to move, especially a quarterback, but they want to play. And so, uh, if you if yeah, you well, give me the choice of hey, you have to move to play. I'm moving. Yeah, you either either move to play or you transfer. Yeah. Well, uh, Gordon, we talked about repetitive national narratives the other day. Chase Hansen used to be a quarterback. Was certainly qualified <laughs> yeah. as as one yeah. of those. All right, we're at the uh, the warehouse, Salt Lake location, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. Uh, Tom and Clayton jumping on with us once again. What's up, fellas? We're not gonna. We're having a blast today. Today is a good day. I agree. It's cold. We're Tom's got his Peru pull. jacket on. Look I know. Look at that. I know. I, I noticed that. It's good I, I got to show you. Is Clay. that a real Peru jacket or yeah, is that a fake one? Oh, it's yeah. legit. I got look, it for Even him. the zipper is real. Peru. Red and white, baby. Okay. So East high red, though. Don't get confused, Coach. Okay. I got to show you after the video that inspired the jacket. Okay. This is not a bait and switch. Like we're going to give you a chance to be the quarterback, but then we're going to make you play safety coach. Okay. We're going to sell you the name brand, the best brand in the industry, and I'm talking adjustable bed. And we need to talk about this seriously before you go in the next 40 minutes. Okay. I'm going to do a queen special a solid king special and a split king special that given the circumstances of the world where there is no inventory 
this is unheard of. We're going to do the same thing we talked about, Bluetooth capable, so you can use your smartphone, your Google Home, your Alexa. You can tell your adjustable bed to raise up my feet. Gordon, you've got that. You understand. Yeah. It's a really nice feature. Same company as Gordon's bed, Queen, with a made-in-USA, either hybrid. And if you don't know what a hybrid is, it's memory foam on top. Springs on the bottom. Springs on the bottom. bottom. Okay. Or 100% gel-infused memory foam mattress made in USA, a $1,299 mattress, a $1,599 base. So not $2,900, Coach, $899. Do not miss this. If you've ever been looking, if you've gone to the home show, you saw the $3,400 special, it's basically the same thing. Don't miss it. You want a king. I've got the same base with the Bluetooth capable with a gel-infused, really, really nice mattress, $1,499. Wow. For a king. Wow. That's like a $4,900 deal, $1,499. Let's say you want a nicer mattress. I'll give you the 15-inch, the granddaddy okay. gel-infused memory foam for $1,799. That mattress at our competitors, the comparable mattress is like 5400 bucks. Come on. $5,400 mattress what... and a $2,200 base. The entire package, $1,799. Boom. That's, hey, that's, boom. Hey, you know what you call that? Ridiculous boom. <laughs> the like ridiculous boom. boom. Ridiculous hey, boom. Hey, I that, like is, that. that is like a triple boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. That, that was quadruple. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, how about Clayton? He looks good today. I'm always looking good, Coach. Well, Clayton, I, last week when you had the bad back. That's true. I was, you know, you were. Not, I hurt my back. We got to talk about that. Next break, we're going to talk about how I hurt my back and the deal we're going to get from. We're going to tell you why you're going to get the deal because he hurt his back. But last <laughs> but not least, the split king, Jake. The split king, Coach. Split king. Gordon, you understand the benefits now. Yes, I do. I, I do, man. I understand all of Well, you know, it's one of those things that you, you, you appreciate the more distance. as you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The more you understand, the more you wake up with a little less achy. Let's say, do you ever watch TV in bed, Gordon? Yes. It's the greatest for watching TV in bed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a split king. The mattress name is the Restore. Gorgeous gel-infused 13-inch mattress. The entire package, not fifty nine hundred, not seventy nine hundred, not even half of fifty nine hundred. I'm gonna do it for nineteen ninety nine. The most important is if you get the split, you can the split king. You can be like my mom and properly social distance from your spouse. Oh my God! Wow, <laughs> that's your fault, Coach. That's your fault. <laughs> Take advantage of it. Get down here. It's the warehouse. Hey, 1825 South. Listen to Clayton. More next. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Football better than anyone else. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Football Friday on the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse here in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. The warehouse, don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East. 
University Parkway. Coach Mack uh, here with us uh, will rejoin us here in a moment on a Football Friday. Gordon, did you uh, happen to, to see what Austin just tweeted out? Well, Gordon apparently not with us. Coach Max on the phone. Having a good time. Come on down and see us at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. What was that, Austin? I was just confirming Gordon's not there. So. Gordon is, is not there because, you know, why would he be? That was a shorter than normal commercial break. Was it? Fair, was yeah. it? You know, and he's, uh, he's when he rejoins us, we'll, uh, we'll probably have his mouth full. But, uh, but you uh, like what I shared. There, I right? did. It, you need to follow Austin Horton at Austin Horton for, uh, for this type of uh, glorious material. In fact, uh, Coach Mack, as soon as he throws his headset on, I'll, I'll show him. Austin. Okay. I'd love to get Coach Max. I know. Reaction. I want to get Coach Max take too. Coach, throw that headset on real quick. So last year sometime last year sometime Gordon was, was wearing color coordinated outfits to uh to the show every day and Austin compiled comparisons and okay. uh and look at this on Twitter what he just tweeted out. <laughs> 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 I think the the oh, one with the the one with the man in the yellow hat is uh, is my favorite. Gordon. Uh, it, oh, how about that? How about the last one? The, with, with, with the with the with the trooper. <laughs> with Beetle Bailey. Yeah, Beetle Bailey. Oh, yeah. oh my God, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon, uh, remember? Uh, have you seen what Austin just tweeted out? I didn't. Uh, he he tweeted out all your pictures. Remember when you were you're dressing? You were color coordinated every day for like 20 days in a row. Yes. Uh, yes. Austin uh, just uh, sent out a tweet revisiting all of those pictures. So uh, now we now we got these tweets. One tweet comes from my my wife says it says don't blame it on Danny for sending <laughs> <laughs> and and then. And then Danny says, thanks for calling me a clown. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Gordon hey, started hey, fires today. Boy, I'll tell you what. Hey, what a, don't ever go on Twitter or whatever it is. It's bad news. Oh, yeah, social media in general. Social bad, media, yeah. Bad news. Oh, so – Anyways, uh, <laughs> it is Football Friday. Uh, Gordon Monson, Coach Mack, uh, a lemon out with us today, calling uh, calling a high school game, and we'll find out uh, who our soaring eagle. Uh, yeah, we have, we this have to weekend. make a pick two out of this thing. Oh, we do. Um, of course, the Ron McBride Foundation dot uh, org eighty one for eighty one campaign still ongoing. We're still going. Hey, so anyways, we'll, we'll pick that. But I got to go a little bit early because I got to try to be. Oh, so let's do it now. Let's talk high school now. Absolutely. Yeah. Who, uh, Juan Diego in the playoffs today? Yeah, against South Summit. Uh, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that that South Summit is uh, those kids play hard. They're tough kids, and you know we'll have to play. We'll have we'll have to play. We'll have to play extremely well. To win the game, I think, and uh, if our kids will commit to the game plan and carry it out, hopefully we'll be okay. But these these kids these kids up there uh, in the mountain up there they understand how to play the game, so they're they're uh, you know they're 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 legit they're legit kids, and no matter what the score is in a game with them, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna find a way to be in it. So. Uh, game in Draper tonight? Yeah, it's in Draper, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Juan Diego, South Summit. Have you enjoyed Have you enjoyed uh, being involved with that team this year? 
Yeah, I have. I, lo- I love the kids, you know, and uh, uh, and 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 being with 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 Ron every day, you know, he's one of my favorite people. And, Coach James. Yeah, Coach James and 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 Danny and and uh, and Greg and, and Tana, that group, you know. I mean, they're and and the kids particularly, you know, particularly the the Tahitian kids, you know, because they're so funny, you know, you know they. They come up with, they keep you loose, you know, and uh, and so. It, it, but all of them, they got great kids out there, and that that is uh, that school does such an outstanding job with with everything, particularly the academic side of things. It's a good you school. Know? It's it's. I mean, I can't believe the amount of follow-up they do with their kids to make sure that they get their best opportunity to to go to a college of their choice and i think 99.4 percent of their kids go to college wow really yeah that's pretty amazing and uh, i mean their their school is is i tell you what they're very strict with what they expect their students to do and they and and a lot of times the student activities take priority over football. So you'll have a kid, he doesn't show up to practice. Where are you? Well, I had to make a makeup test or I was part of this or I was part of that. And it's what my responsibility is back to the school. And I'm saying, dude, this is football season. This is your only priority. You know, well, they don't they don't see it necessarily that way. Well, they I know they have a lot of multi-sport kids too cuz my good friend is is the basketball coach and I know he just sweats out football season every year. Oh, absolutely because most all of those kids that are playing football are basketball. Yeah, are playing too. basketball too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they, I mean, I, I I like that whole idea, Mac. I don't know how you feel about it. I understand that uh that uh, sports is important and these guys pour these guys by these guys I mean the coaches and well, everybody pours a lot of effort into it because it is important to them. But I, I love the idea of wait a minute, let's prioritize life. Right. Well, they, they, uh, they definitely do. You know, like our kicker was gone all last week because he went to uh, Kairos, which is kind of a deal where they all get together and it's an academic type thing and a growing experience i said where's the kicker oh he's at kairos so then yesterday i one of the kids he hadn't been there a couple of days i said where have you been he said well i had this and i'm on this committee on this committee i said this is football season you've got time for committees <laughs> you know and and the kid just and i said and the kid just looked at me like there was something wrong with me you know, <laughs> so and, and I said, "Dude, this is football season. You can join the committee after the football season." <laughs> you know, but but he just kind of looked at me like I was strange. You know, and uh, so that part of it is a little hard to get used to. You know, because you you got where's so and so? You know, well he's he's up with this, or where's so and so? Oh, he's he's taking a makeup test, or he's doing this. I said, well. You know, what about football? <laughs> what about football? <laughs> All right, Coach, let's draw a winner. Let's okay. get a winner for this week, and then we'll get you off to okay. the game. Okay, go ahead. All right, All right. let's see. Let's do this one right here. All right. 
John Patton. John, pa- or John Payton. Patton. John Patton. He played for he played oh, for me. Here, at, well, he played for me at Utah about twenty years ago. He lives in Southern California. Wow. What were we giving away today? Oh yeah. The jeez, uh, it's the. BYU football. I'm oh, 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 my God. I don't know. <laughs> One of your former players oh. got the BYU football. I don't, I don't know if John Payton is going to be real happy with that. But, <laughs> well, maybe he'll, but, maybe he'll turn around and hey, redonate hey, it or something. It'll be good for John. Wait, what are like, <laughs> hey, love John Payton. That's good. So congratulations, John. You're the uh, – what? who's it signed by? Isn't it signed by uh, – All the coaches. All the coaches all the for coaches. this year's team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so, he's going to love it. So, John Payton, that ball's on the way. It's coming. Uh, yeah, somebody will call him and say, hey, you want a football signed by all the BYU coaches, <laughs> and you can, put, you can put it up in your office. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but uh, The perfect person to win that prize, yeah. Coach. Perfect person. So, uh, just in, in closing, because i got to run, but uh, – uh, just want to uh, wish Kent Jones the best. You know, he just just retired. You know, longtime heart surgeon and um, probably one of the most progressive heart guys in the history of, of Utah. And uh, I observed him doing at least three different open heart surgeries, and that's always interesting when you're because you got a kid you're recruiting that wants to be a surgeon I, so he would allow me to bring him in and watch up in that glass window and that's pretty scary when you see the heart sitting there on a the table you know yeah, and, that is. and I'm saying wow that's a trip and then the kid the kid that wants to be the doctor he's watching and he's thinking maybe this is not the best vocation for me <laughs> but but uh, Ken Jones was uh, was he, he, in the infancy of 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 heart transplant and 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 dealing with the heart and he's he's certainly one of the originators and and uh, a man with a a a fabulous career you know and trained has trained so many doctors and uh, i can't think of a finer person you know than than that man and Whenever I've had a problem with 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 my heart or anything to do with it, I'd always call him, and he always says, "Okay, we're going to get you to see this guy, get you to see this guy." I mean, and and it's done right away. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's not like like I got to wait for a couple of days. Oh, you, this guy's waiting for you. Just go over there; he'll hmm. take care of you. But uh, he's a great friend and a great man. So. Uh, also, on a similar note, before we, we let you go, Coach, we um, uh, a great listener of ours uh, let us know that his father passed away today. And so we want to give a shout-out to the uh, Bra- uh, Bradford Carver, uh, who sadly passed away. Uh, he's a graduate of Utah, lifelong Utah fan, and uh, apparently he was a particular big fan of yours, Coach. So, well, so do you know what happened? Uh, not sure what happened, but uh, just uh, I thought we'd give him a shout-out. Well, you're doing right, Dave. I wish to your whole family and uh, uh, that that uh, send you my best and my sincere condolences. You know, and uh, that's tough. Always tough to lose. So lose yeah, we had, we had Brad Murray pass away a week ago. You know, was former player, and uh, that was really sad because he was really young. You know, at a young age and suffered from a lot of different things, but. Uh, it just, uh, my heart goes out to the Murray family. My heart goes out to, the, I mean, 
this is a tough time for everybody. Yeah, it's, no it's, doubt. Well, Coach, on, on a lighter note, uh, go Soaring Eagle. Good luck tonight. Yeah, okay. And we'll catch you next week. Okay. Hey, oh. it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Hey, let's get a gel-infused mattress. Let's do it. All right. We'll have more from the warehouse coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Representing the red and blue, this is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone on a Football Friday from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind, we let Coach... uh, Take off one segment early today, uh, Gordo. He's got to get down to the uh, to the high school football playoff game with uh, uh, Juan Diego. So uh, fun as always, hanging out with the coach, and we certainly wish them luck um, uh, this afternoon. Gordon, um, I, I'm feeling pretty good uh, about my survivor pool pick this week because, as everybody knows, I'm, I'm I've been really bad at picking football games. And uh, this week I went with the infallible uh, strategy of picking against the Jets. <laughs> I picked the Bills over the Jets, and, and I'm feeling good about it. And you ready for this stat that I just came across? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Jets are 0-6 against the spread this year so far, Gordon, failing to cover by an average margin of 11.33 points. Well, uh they're not only 0-6 on the field. They're 0-6 against the spread, failing to cover by almost 12 points. I, I, that's amazing. I'm not even mad. That's impressive. I, I, exactly. <laughs> From what movie was that? Anchorman? Anchorman it's like, yeah. I'm not even mad. You ate a whole wheel of cheese. <laughs> 0-6 against the spread, failing to cover by almost 12 points. This is the, the can't miss. If Gordon, if, if the Jets beat the Bills this weekend, it's because of me. Have you always been a bad picker? No, I'll tell you, it's, it's me and, and, and my relationship with gambling. I'm just, uh, I told you the story the other day uh, when my buddies and I uh, used to go to Wendover or Vegas or something like that. Uh, uh, they nicknamed me the cooler. My friends would be winning <laughs> at a blackjack table. They'd be winning. And I'd come over and sit down and bam, the dealer would roll off nine wins in a row. He, he The dealer would flip six cards to get to 21. You know, that sort of thing. I mean, it, I, I just it, it have horrible luck when it comes to uh, to gambling in general. I I don't you know is it what do you do with a situation where you are uh, you you just it's it's not a matter of being skilled at something or not skilled at something you just you're just not very good at it and you can't you can't really you know it's like Austin not finding any luck. It it really is. It, it's it's pretty remarkable. And and Gordon, like with blackjack, it's it's. I know the rules. I know the strategy. You know, I'm not taking the dealer's bus card. Like I'm not. I'm not one of those. <laughs> uh, you know, tourists who come sit down and goes. You know, hey hey, how do you play this here game? You know, you just, I, I just you just you just have a bad effect. I just have just horrendous luck. It's, it's just not. It's just not good when it comes to to uh, to gambling. I mean, the, the Broncos are one of the worst teams in the league. They beat the Patriots last week? Come on. Yeah, yeah. 
I got to admit, I got to admit, Austin, as much fun as we had with that, uh, I, I was, I was pretty shocked. So anyway, now I've got the Bills against the Jets, the lowly Jets. Wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear? Oh, I hate this stupid survivor pool game. Uh, but anyway, did you watch much of the game? I did not watch much of the game last night, uh, Gordon, but I did catch, and we brought it up with Mac a little bit, the Daniel Jones play that everybody's raving yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, just an absolute fall on your face moment. Well, I was a little, I was like Mac, I was a little preoccupied last night by checking out maybe some other things that might have been going on. But I did switch over and uh, look now and again. But let's face it, that wasn't a game that you would go out of your way to see. No. Neither no. was the other thing. Uh, that, that whole, it's amazing <laughs> how bad that division is. That's amazing. I know. Uh, now, wait. Let me think. Now, the, 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 the leader of the division has a losing record, and so that tells you pretty much everything you got to know. Well, and, and Washington is really bad. And the Giants are really bad. And you look at Philly and you go, okay, they should be good. And they, they're somehow not. And, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys spend all of their money on offense and none of their money on defense. And, and they could not tackle a high school team. It's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing how a, a division that, you know, you least think is, is pretty good. I mean, there's a bunch of Super Bowls that have come out of that division. And they are. It's just bad. It's bad. And, and that's a division where the fan bases of those teams are, are, are generally, well, the fans in general of the cities are pro types as opposed to college types. And sometimes that can be a bit of a distraction and help things out a little bit. But those fans in those cities care deeply about those teams, and they're not getting much satisfaction. What did uh, Wentz do last night? So uh, that Wentz, might not be nece- that might not be necessarily true with uh, with the Cowboys, obviously in Dallas. But still, you you get my point. Uh, I was glad. I'm glad uh, Wentz. Wentz had 359 yards uh, last night, two touchdowns. He had an interception because there first couple of games this season, he, he looked like he forgot to play football or uh, how, <laughs> like forgot how to play. Like it had to be mental. It was one of those. It was one of those things like with closers in baseball where they just forget how to pitch all of a sudden. So it's good I, It's good to see him uh, have a good game. 22-21, Philly yeah. comes up with the win. But, uh, yes, Daniel, in, in, a, in a sort of a strange way. And Daniel Jones with, uh, with what's going to be the not top ten number one for a while, I'm guessing. Well, sometimes it's hard to just sort of keep your feet under you. You know what I mean? Well, he was moving. Like I told you, he was running away from the safeties. I mean, he was he was creating separation. And then you just see the little wobble. I wonder what it was that caused the wobble, because you definitely see that like, oh, oh, he's wobbling. Oh, down he goes. Sometimes fatigue causes that. Well, he was moving. He was motoring, and he, he ran a long way. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get to Gordon's List coming up next. We're live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Tom joining us once again. with uh, you got a bunch of great stuff going on today. You usually do, but today's been really good. Uh, let's talk about uh, a couple of things we haven't talked about. One of them is the custom sectional. This is that custom furniture. Um, our friends down the street, uh-huh. our competitors, Seventeen ninety nine. We're doing it for eleven ninety nine, and I mean it's gorgeous, made in America. You have eleven fabrics you can choose from. You can 
set it up as a left-hand chase or a right-hand chase. You can do the dimensions uh, within parameters to make it bigger or smaller to fit your space. Oh, that's cool. It's an incredible deal. Um, but what I want to talk about most is the deal. I had a customer just call in. They've been out looking, and they have decided that uh, our prices are too good to be true huh. on adjustable beds. Uh-huh. And so she, she she asked me what the brand name was, and I said, are you serious? Because we're on the Internet right now, and it's $1,700 for the base. And I said, yeah, well, that's the base I just told you. It's the same thing. Let's call it the 455. Uh-huh. The 455 Bluetooth operable, so you're... Siri or whatever it may be, you can make it work. Your Google Home or your Alexa, or if you're a Google phone person, hey, Google, adjust my bed. <laughs> talk into awesome. your phone, make it move. With a 12-inch gel-infused hybrid Made in America mattress, it's a $2,900 package for $899. Boom. Boom. Let's give you the boom boom, All right. as Coach would say. This is the Solid King, $4,900 package. We're going to do it with a 13-inch. The mattress is called the Revive. Gel-infused memory foam, really nice quality, $1,499. The base by itself is $2,200. The mattress is uh, the balance there, so it would be $2,700 mattress. Mm. $1,499. That's incredible. And I haven't done this for a month. All right. I decided to do it in honor of Jake. Oh, I like it. Anybody who comes in, buys an adjustable bed, you can have your choice. You will not get it if you don't mention Jake. All right. And it has to be specific Jake. Not Gordon. Well, we love Gordon. We'll let you say Gordon. I'm I'm feeling left out a little bit, but it's okay. It's a kinder, gentler Tom because I got taken (laughs) advantage of. We're going to let them say Gordon or Jake, and we're going to give you either a free mattress protector or free sheets. Wow. $150 value. Wow. All right. 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. We'll have more next. 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.